January 11th, 2022. This morning's class and the classes throughout the week are donated in loving memory of Sam Kat and Shelomo Ben Sarah, a true man of faith and vision. Amen. We're in Masechet Sanhedrin and Mem Zayin Amud Bet, 10 lines from the bottom. And the Gemara begins on an issue which was only tangentially connected to the previous one. Uh, but brings us in a new direction. Let's see it. Third word on the line. Itmar. Itmar means it was said in the Midrash. Ha'oreg beged lemet. If a person were to weave a garment, a piece of clothing for met, in other words, for a person who already passed away. Rashi points that out already at this juncture. It's not for a person who might pass away. It has to be that the person already passed away will understand why he's particular about that later in the sugya. But the circumstance is a person determines and decides, here's a person who passed away. I'm going to weave a garment for them. Now, I haven't even used it with the person who deceased, with the mate, with the dead person. What's the status of that garment? I changed my mind now, I decide I want to wear it, or I want to give it to my uh, father-in-law to wear, or something along those lines. What's the halakha in such a situation? Says the Gemara, Abaye Amar Asur, Verava Amar Mutar. It's a mahlok between Abaye and Rava. One of the many classic mahlokot between Abaye and Rava. Why do I say classic? It's going to take us about an amud and a half, almost a full daft, to flesh out this mahluk and to test each of the opinions one after another, proofs back and forth. What's the reasoning, the rationale of each of them? Says the Gemara, Maita'ama, excuse me, before that, says the Gemara, Abaye Amar Asur Hazmana Miltahi, Verava Amar Mutar Hazmana Lav Miltahi. The operative word, of course, being hazmana. Lehazmin in contemporary Hebrew means to order something. A hazmana to a wedding means an invitation. The word ziman is time, but it's because it's set aside and separate from other matters. That shorish zayin memnun designates a matter which is set apart from others. When we do a zimun before Bekat Amazon, we're not just saying Bekat Amazon together, we're designating who's a part of this group. So by saying zimun, what Ashkenazim will say, Rabotai Nevarech, or what we'll say, Birshutchem, we're calling in the people who are part of the circle of eating the bread, of being involved in this meal. The word hazmana, in turn, over here, means the same thing. Have you designated, and halachically speaking, is it significant, this garment or anything or everything else that you may have designated in some context by just stating this is going to be for something and we'll test out many different examples and circumstances is that significant or does it need to actually be used in order for it to achieve its significance you know when we talk parenthetically about Zeman you have a well-known Gemara in Masechet which we throw around with songs and things like that today. Mishenichnas Adar Marbim Besimcha, Mishenichnas Av Mema'atin Besimcha. The statement of each of those Ma'amare Hachamim speaks to Zeman. It's stating not only that we enhance our time with happiness during Adar and with sadness and sober and somber thought during uh, Av, but rather it's describing the time period. It's a time period which is designated as Simcha or uh, Avelut. It's like Harambam writes when he talks about uh, Chabeav. He says it's a day, it's a Yom HaMiyuhad Lefur'anut. It's designated for tragic occurrences. What he writes in Perik Bet of Hilchot Teshubah about Yom Kippur. It's a Yom, it's a day which is designated for it's a time for kapara and for sober, thoughtful introspection. That's what the word zeman and hazmana in turn means. So here's the debate. Ravana Baye want to know when you are mazmin, 
and there's unfortunately a dead person in your family or some other family lying there and you or your wife or someone goes and designates a garment by weaving it or by just stating this is how we're going to bury that person, is it efficient uh, to the extent that, or is it sufficient to the extent that now you can't use that garment? Now it's asur bahana'a like anything else which is actually used for the deceased. This hasn't been used. Says Rava, absolutely not. If you haven't used it for the dead person, well, this is a garment like any other. So you thought about using it for the dead, but you said you were going to use it? Who cares? Hasbana, lav milta. The word milta in Aramaic means a matter, a thing. It's not a thing. There's no such thing, hasbana. Rashi makes clear over here, because the Gemara will tell us that the person already passed away. If the person hasn't passed away, it's insignificant whatsoever, even according to Abaye. Abaye argues, however, if you did pass away, she did pass away, and you're weaving it for them, hasmana milta, but they haven't even put it on, you haven't even dressed them, and it doesn't matter. The fact that you designated hasmana for that person is sufficient to consider this asur bahana'a like anything else, which was mishameshet hamet. Says the Gemara, it's all nice uh, to talk, it's nice words, but what's, is there something that we can point to as perhaps a sourcing, maybe a sevara, logic? Says the Gemara, ma'ita'ama, let's start with abaye, da abaye. What's the reasoning of Abaye that Hazmana Milta answers the Gemara? Gamar, the word Gamar, we're in the midst of being Gomer. Gemara means to study, means to learn. Sham, Sham, Me'igla, Arufa, Ma'igla, Arufa, Behazmana, Mitzera, Hay, Name, Behazmana, Mitzera. Says the Gemara, Abaye has what's called a Gezerah Shavah. A Gezerah Shavah refers to. Uh, when the same word or a very similar word is used in two places in the Torah and we have a tradition all the way back to Moshe Rabbeinu that they're linked in some way to one another. Now the word sham is used a lot more places than just two in the Torah but it's used in two specific contexts with which we have a tradition to link them to each other. What are the two? One is the word sham by igla arufa and the other is sham by death. Let's go backward. What death? Pasuk says, Vatikaber Sham Miriam. It's Pasuk in Parashat Hukat. The Pasuk says that Miriam was buried there. And as a result, that Sham is linked up to the word Sham, which is in the context of Egla Arufa. That's in the context of, well, let me read to you the Pasuk. Vehoridu zikne ha'ir ha'hi et ha'egla el nachletan ashelo ye'aved bo, velo yizare'a ve'arefu sham et ha'egla banachas. You have the same word in two places, a very common word, but tradition to link the two. Uh, what's the significance over here? Of course, mita, death, is going to be our operative issue. We want to know what's the halakha by hazmana for death. Says the Gemara, the same way that by aigla arufa, aigla arufa, the Torah describes as the following circumstance, a body is found dead outside of a city. And nobody knows who killed that body, who killed that person. What the halakha is, first we measure which city is that body closest to, and then it's on the elders, the leaders of that city, to deal with this circumstance. And there's an entire ceremony, which the Torah describes, and the most critical part being this aigla arufa, the calf, which the neck is broken, and there's a specific prayer and request of God at that time. It's a ceremony known as aigla arufa, in which we request a kapara from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Yadenu, our hands were not shofech, aren't responsible for the spilling of this blood. Well, that being the case, as the Gemara goes as follows, if by aigla arufa, and Rashi cites a Gemara which supports this and makes this clear, when you just take that aigla, that calf, and you bring it down to the riverbank, 
where you're going to crack the neck. The igla is immediately, even though you don't end up going through with the ceremony, asur bahana, you're no longer allowed to benefit from it. But I haven't done anything to it. No, you, you described it. You said this is the igla, which we're going to be oref. That in and of itself is hazmana. It's asur now. And we're linking up the word sham over there to the word sham by death to state the same way by igla arufa, the halacha is hazmana milta. So too by death, by isure hana'a, a person who passes away. What's that? By a korban, we might have specific and different halachot because there's an achievement immediately of kiddushah. You gave it sanctity over here. Did you give it sanctity? You gave it nisur hana'ah. It's not mamash kadosh. That's why it's easier to, to, to make it similar to this. I'll go further. Kiddushah is kiddushah. Over here, you're dealing with not kiddushah. Easier to compare. That's the reasoning of Abaye. So Abaye has a gezerah shavah. Rava, hard to respond to a gezerah shavah. How would you respond, says the Gemara? What's the reasoning? Virava. Gamar, he says, oh, I also like the sham, sham gezerah shavah. But I have it not from igla arufat to death. I have it from somewhere else. Gamar sham sham me'avodat kochavim. Me'avodat kochavim behazmana lo mitzera. Af behazmana lo mitzera. Says the Gemara, Rava has a dirasha from Avodazara, the Pasuk in the context of entering into the land of Canaan, entering into Eris Israel. The Pasuk says that Moshe turns to the people and tells them, You're going to have to destroy Kolamikomot, all the places where they worshiped Avodazara. And in that Pasuk, it says the following, so the Pasuk says, Sham there as well. We have linking up a Gezerah Shavav, Sham from Avodazara to our Mitah, that of Miriam more specifically. The same way, and how does the Gemara know this? Again, Rashi cites from Biraita Masechet Avodazara and Memdalit that the Halakha is by Avodazara. If you just say, This house, I'm going to worship in the Avodazara. It doesn't mean anything. The house is not Avodazara unless you actually worshipped it. If you say uh, similarly, Shorzela Avodazara, Rashi quotes from this Beraita, uh, this ox is Avodazara unless you've done something to it, it's Mutar Bahana'a. Says the Gemara, Rava's reasoning over here goes as follows. Instead of learning from Aigla Arufa, he learns from Avodazara, the same way that by Avodazara Hazmana, love Milta. Designating this for Avodazara is insignificant. So too in our circumstance of Isurehana not benefiting from a person who passed away or anything associated associated with them, there will be no Isur of Hazmana of just the designation. So that we have two separate Gezerah Shavas is not a problem. Okay, so linked up to two separate places. What's clear from the Gemara in many places is that the Gezerah Shavah over here doesn't come attached with it what the law is. We know they're linked, and the question is what they're linked for. You're right, what the Gemara could circle back to do, it won't over here, sometimes it does, is to ask Ravah, so then what do you learn from the Sham Sham of Egla Arufa? And Abaya, what do you learn from the Sham Sham of Abu Dazara? We're not going to go that far, but the Gezerah Shavah being tradition that goes back doesn't hurt this conversation because you have a gezerah. I could tell you, you know, something I say to the whole room, uh, Joey and Robbie are very similar one to another. Everybody makes a, a decision what Harari meant that they're very similar. And they might all be right, they might none of them be right. That's really the question. The Torah is telling you there's a similarity. It doesn't tell you what the similarity is. But they're both determining what the word, what Miriam, Miriam's No, 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 they're using it as a paradigm. Death by Miriam. 
what am I learning from death? He's not coming. He's not feeling well, unfortunately. Um, but you could for the ghost. Continue with going for the ghost. Anyway, so no, it's not. It's not saying that was the law or the reality with Midian. It's just to use it as a paradigm, as an example of death, and to link it up, Ram. Interesting, says Rabbi likes uh, Rabbi likes Abaye more because it says you're dealing with a death circumstance. You're right. The Gemara will go even further. Gemara will challenge each one of them and say, why didn't you like using the Gezerah Shabbat the other? Because as Joey points out, they accept the Gezerah Shabbat the other. Why don't they use it for our context to learn this sort of law? That's what the Gemara is going to do right now just to get all the technicalities out of the way. Says the Gemara, all right, Verava, Rava, who's the opinion, the lenient opinion, who says, Hazmana lav milta, why doesn't he gomer again? Gomer gemara. Why doesn't he learn from igla arufa to say hasmana milta? Why doesn't he argue that we should be severe? We should be lechumra over here. Amar lecha says the gemara. He would say to you, which means say abayan rava have already passed away when we're putting this together. Amar lecha. He would say. He didn't say. He didn't have to defend himself. He wasn't ever asked this question. It sounds. Amar lecha mishameshin mishameshin so Rabbi, here's how Rava explains himself. Says Rava, I want to compare apples to apples, not apples to oranges. So he says, as a result, what am I dealing with in my death circumstance that we began with? Ha'oreg beged lemet. Oreg means to weave. You're not dealing with benefiting from the dead person, but rather from something for the bed, dead person, what we call a mishamesh. Like a shamosh and a knis, takes care of the knis. Lishamesh means to take care of something, means to handle and uh, be, the, be the being or thing that is dealing with it. Mishameshin in our context is the shrouds, the clothing that you're going to put onto the dead person, not the dead person themselves. That there was no question there's an isur hana'ah. We're not dealing with hasmana of a dead person. We're dealing with the Hazmana of garments we call Meshamishim. Similarly, Ba'avodazara, as Rashi cites from the Gemara, Masechet Avodazara, and Dafnun Aleph, the Pasuk, if you recall, we even learned this law last week. The Pasuk, which says you should destroy all the places where they worshipped Avodazara, does not mean the place itself. Remember that? It does not mean the mountain. No, there was a mountain on which they, uh, they bowed to the mountain, that's it. No hanaf on the mountain, let's destroy the mountain. Not so. It's the items which are on the mountain, it's what we call talush, that's what's asur bahana'ah. The accessories, is that what they call it in there? That's an excellent, excellent word, thank you. Um, I, I should start preparing that way, better, easier word. Um, so the accessories are what's forbidden by Abu Dazara. That's the Gemara. Rava has a beautiful symmetry. Accessories of Abu Dazara are asur bahana'ah. That's what Pasuk is telling you. You have to destroy the accessories, not the mountain itself, but rather all that went into the worship of it. Keep in mind, accessories is, in today's day and age, if there's ever Abu Dazara out in the Far East somewhere or another, when it in any way reaches us, I'll give you the most famous example in the last 15, 20 years, it's always the Misham Mishim. We don't get Abu Dazara and stuff. We don't get whatever their gods and their minds are. We get the hair which is potentially used as part of the worship of their god and we're selling it for thousands of dollars for wigs for women, right? That's the issue. When there was a question and is question from every time to time about whether the wigs which come from someplace, I don't know, the Far East, if they were part of... Not 
not that they were worshipping the hair. It's that part of the worship of their Avodazara is to shear off the hair and to place it in a basin and it comes to us. Maybe that was part of the worship. That's what we call Mishameshim of Avodazara. That's the Gemara. Rava, I understand his logic. He links up in this Gezerah Shabbat the Mishamesh, the accessory of Avodazara, to the Mishamesh, the accessory of death. And he says the same way that's permitted unless you actually worship. So to over here, the garment with which you, you wove for you, which you wove for the dead person is permitted unless you actually use it. Alright, so says Gemara, ironically, Rabbi, we start with Rava, we like Rava, we understand Rava. Abaye, Alright, Abaye, we heard Rava's claim, it sounded pretty good. It was a clear claim. He said, take accessory from accessory, don't take the item. Two accessory. Amar Lecha says, says the Gemara Abaye would defend himself. Mide de Orhe, mi mide de Orhe Gamrinan, la Afuke, Avodat Kochavim, de Lav Urhe. Orach, we know from Shohanaruch, the first section of Shohanaruch is Orach Hayim. Orach means the way, right? Orach means the ways of life. So the first section of Shohanaruch deals with the ways of life, the regular matter. So we see that word over here, Orches, the way of. The way of what? It means the regular way. For lack of a better word, is that I hope they translate it that way. The regular way, the normal way, which means this procedural. Okay, the procedure. Anyway, so I like way. Says the Gemara, the, the reason we're going to compare, the reason we're going to compare for Abaye Egla Arufa and bring it to, to teach us about death is those are both matters which might in, in a regular course of life take life take place for Am Yisrael. We would not raise our eyebrows too high would there be a circumstance of Igla Arufa. We would say, unfortunately, it happens. And as a result, unfortunately, of course, death in general happens. That we understand. That's That's not our way. Even the non-Jews, Rashi goes further. They're Nisar and Avodazar. It's one of the seven misvot of B'nai Noach. Sheva misvot B'nai Noach. The first one, Avodazara, is forbidden even for them. We don't talk about that and say it's in any way similar to other matters. Let's love Urche to the extent that, says Rashi, we can look at Avodazara and say the person might even change their mind after designating something for Avodazara and not actually worship it. That's not really what we're talking about over here. When the person has passed away, you're not really changing from the procedure in the way that you would deal with this matter. Which means, say, Abaye's claim is, if I want to compare one thing to another, I want them to be more relevant matters. Each of them relevant, Igla Arufa and death, as opposed to death and Avodazara, less relevant. Again, look, what's that? No, but it's more relevant because it's something that might take place in our lives if we imagine life in a regular fashion is the way I understand. It's going to happen. We're going to, not in today's day and age, find dead bodies out on the countryside. Just the reality, they're out there and it's going to happen, unfortunately. We don't even want to think that that might happen. You might say, oh, that's going to happen. Even That's not the way we think. It's so far out of mind to the extent that we assume if this might, would happen, we might change our mind because this is so off balance. That's what, again, look in the Gemara, second line, question mark, answers the Gemara, Abaye would defend himself Mide, mide is a, it means a matter, a thing. De orhe, which is in its regular way, so to speak. Mimide de orhe, from a matter which is in its regular way. Gamrinan, we learn. La'afuke, avodat kochavim, that's coming to exclude. La'afuke, milashon, nafka, nafik, not means to go out. 
Avodat Kochavim Delav Orcha, it's not a regular matter. It's something we would look at as out of bounds, out of sight, out of mind. Okay, well, the Gemara says, I've done the technical legwork over here. Now let's challenge each of these opinions from different proofs from all over the place, whether Hazmana Milta or Hazmana Lav Milta. Hazmana, again, means I designated something. Now, it sounds at the onset of this Gemara as if we're really only talking about a far out case where someone passes away and you weave clothing for them. And for the moment, for today, it's going to be a far out case. As we go along, we'll see Hazmana Milta is actually more relevant than you might imagine. It comes up in the context of Kiddushah. So it comes up in the context of something like Tefillin. For example, if you were to, just for argument's sake, we might see it in the Gemarat at a sooner juncture, if you were to designate a bag to be used for Tefillin, does that bag immediately or the case have some sort of sanctity connected to it immediately, even prior to usage? After usage, we might argue, now it's a Tashmish Kedushah, we understand, but what about beforehand? Is Hazmana Milta or not? Matters such as that might be relevant to us in this context. You might go a step further, mind, we'll have to discuss this Halach and, and already Mars told us he knows it's not so, but what about a tombstone? Well, tombstone is not exactly connected to the body per se, but it might be designated for the body which is deceased. Would we say has manam milta even prior and so forth? You'll have some issues which will actually be more relevant than theoretical. Statement. That's it. And the Gemara will be clear that statement with action is a lot more significant, for, uh, even for Rabbah. Says the Gemara over here, Metive, we start by asking a question on Rava. The Gemara starts with a question on Rava from a Mishnah in Masechet Kelim. So you'll have to stick with it for just a couple of minutes. We're going to be dealing with Hilchot Tumah and Tahara Kippah. Kippah we always associate with men. Over here it's probably associated with a woman. Says Rashi, Sa'if. Sa'if refers to a scarf. Uh, maybe it was for a man as well. I don't know. Kippah is a scarf of some sort that a person would put on their head. Shutame midras. Midras means, uh, you know, like uh, if a person is to sit on something and they are tameh. We usually refer to a zav and a zava. People who have certain emissions which make them tameh. There's something called tumat midras. Even if they don't touch the item which they're sitting underneath, uh, the princess in the pea, she's on top of many mattresses, and there's the pea all the way underneath them. That in of itself gives the tum'ah, that's called tum'at midras. Okay, so here's the circumstance. The halakha is that the item on which they're sitting needs to be an item which is normal to sit on. So for argument's sake, if I, if I were to sit on a, on a cup, it's not going to become tameh. Is it normal to rest your head or to sit on this scarf, which generally speaking is on your head? The answer is yes. And as a result, that's the hidush already over here. Again, kipash shehu tameh midras. It can achieve the tumah status of midras because you sat on it or you could rest your head on it. And that's a normal usage. Untanato lesefir. And then I'm feeling very spiritual about your scarf. And you say, I'm going to use this scarf to wrap my Sefer Torah in. I don't have a fancy case. Ashkenazi style, let's imagine it. Or you have scrolls and you want to wrap them and you don't have all that much money. You took the scarf from your head and you wrapped it. So it's now no longer ever going to be used to rest your head on, to put as your pillow in some way or fashion. It's never going to be used for that. So the Tum'at Midras, 
which was originally a reality. Why was it a reality? Because this is a chair, this is a scarf, which I might use to lean my head on. No longer will ever be used to lean my head on. What's the status now of that scarf? What's the halakha? Tahor min hamidras. The item now no longer has attached to it what we call sumat midras. Do we follow what I'm saying so far? Again, the statement... So already, Mahlokir Rashi and Haram Bam had to understand this. We're going with Rashi, who's already Tameh. Magically, it no longer has that Tumah. Retroactively, we say this item is no longer used for that. As a result, it's not Tameh Midras. However, says the Mishnah, its final line, Aval Tameh. But it itself becomes Tameh. That's a fascinating thing. It's not relevant to our specific conversation, but very briefly, here's how it works. Imagine, so I took this, this is my scarf, and uh, I sat on it. I'm going to go with Rashi. I actually sat on now. I'm Tameh, what's called Zav. Okay, that's the case. The item is now Tameh. But I took this, imagine it's a scarf, and I now wrapped it in a Sefer Torah. Now the item no longer has what, no longer has what we call Tumat Mitras. It's no longer used to sit on, to rest your head on. However, the item, after all, touched itself, did it not? Any item is touching itself while it is itself. And as a result, when it was Tameh Tumat Mitras, it contaminated itself. So it keeps the regular Tumah, but it lost its Tumat Midras. That's the halakha. Are you to wonder, if you're ever to wonder about that scarf, which you have, it'll now give over a different type of Tumah because it has a Tumat Asmo. But ultimately speaking, for our purposes, the significant line was the words right before that. Listen to what happened over here. I had the scarf. It was on my head, on my wife's head. It had Tumat Midras. Untano, the understanding of untano was in my mind, in my mouth. I said, I'm no longer going to use this to wear on my head, on my body. I'm going to put it as a Sefer Torah. What's the halakha? It's tahor. What do you mean it's tahor? Rava, how do you explain that? Abaye, I understand. He told me, Hazmana milta, when you designate something, its status has changed. Rava? Status doesn't change by just saying something. Ask the Gemara on Rava, how do you explain that? Why did it magically change its status from being Tamid to Matmidras to no longer having that? Because you said you're going to use it for Sefer Torah. Did you put it on the Sefer Torah? Untano, the understanding is you didn't actually wrap the Sefer Torah with it yet. You just said, I'm going to take this and give it to a Sefer Torah. Clearly, says the Gemara, uh, the Halakha is Rava's Manamilta. Answers the Gemara, Ema Netanato Vekarchato. Answers the Gemara. Oh, you're missing a word over there. Or alternatively, you're missing an understanding. Ravai explains it wasn't just that you designated the scarf for the Sefer Torah, you actually wrapped it. You actually wrapped it. Okay, now it was actually used. It has a new status. Says the Gemara, Lama li netanato vekarchato. Why would you need such a, uh, such a two-pronged approach? Just say, and you brought it and used it for a You didn't designate, no words, nothing other than using it. Was, if you wanted to teach me this halakha, Rava, and Rava, you're telling me the halakha is that I have to actually use it. Just designating is not sufficient. So why didn't you tell me, and he designated it to be used for a sefer, and he wrapped it, skipped and designated. Use the first sefer. Halas. That's the halacha. We know that's the halacha. Answers the Gemara. The reason it needs to be that way is Kedrav Hasta. It's because of the law that Rav Hasta adds this. The Amar of Hasta hai sudra de azmene le mesar be tefilin. Because Rav Hasta taught that even according to Rava, if there's a sudar, we can imagine this like a kuracha. It was probably once some sort of uh, garment. Uh, kuracha, fascinating word. I've thought about more than once. Kuracha is, is like kukuracha. It's Spanish. That's what we actually held on to 
from Spain, from when we spoke uh, Spanish, is it not? Anyway, that being the case, says the Gemara Sudar, if you're dealing with this garment of sort, uh, you designate it and you said, I'm going to use this to cover my tefillin with, to store my tefillin in. Uh, listen to the two-pronged effect over here. You first said, I'm going to use this for tefillin, and then you actually wrapped your tefillin in it. You're now no longer allowed to use that little garment, that little bag, to put pishite, to put your coins in. Why are you not allowed to put your coins in it any longer? Now it's miyuhad for the tefillin. But again, it wasn't just that you used it for the tefillin. It neither was just that you designated it, it's that you designated it, and used it, as it says, uh, says Rab Hastal, explain it to you. If you designate, you say, oh, this bag can use for tefillin, this garment can use for tefillin, or alternatively, you used your tefillin in it, but you never designate, this is going to be my tefillin bag. What's the halakha? Share, sheruyim lachem, means it's permitted, mutar, you're allowed to use coins in it. Clearly, Rav Hasta is telling us that the halakha, according to Rava, is that hazmana in and of itself in most contexts, is not sufficient. Hazmana in and of itself, even asiya in and of itself, is not sufficient. You need both in order to truly designate something as a matter of kedusha. Both designating what we call hazmana and then actually using it for it. So, so, if so you, sorry, point of, I cannot put my glasses into the bag. So we will address this at the very end, uh, but you know, when I get to Halakha al-Ma'asiyah on this, not so fast, because keep in mind, our tefillin today are so far removed from the bag being a tashmish, because we have a case on the tefillin. We have a bag around the tefillin. And we have another bag, and another bag was so far, tashmish the tashmish is already permitted. So that's, if anyone was nervous about keeping the sedakamani or anything, or the classes, anything in the Quracha, you're okay because we're so far removed. To the extent that, mamash but Hamdavid Yosef mentioned this, mentions this in his book, Halakha Berura. There are several reasons and, uh, to, to argue that, let's say, I don't know why you're passing through there, you're in, uh, I don't know, Dubai, uh, United, uh, I don't know, you're in some Arab country and you're nervous about leaving your tefillin outside and you have it in your bag or something like that. It's in your bag inside another bathroom. You're allowed to walk into It's very strange. It feels very strange walking into a bathroom in such a fashion. But it's permitted. He goes further and he argues that the bathrooms today are not what Bet Kise once was. It's what, it's, it's along the lines of Bet Kise de Parsaya. In, in a case, in a case, in a case. You're, uh, you're, you're, you're a very easygoing guy. It's still hard for me. You know, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't feel comfortable doing it even though even so but i've been asked more than once and people have asked me so i'm going to i'm not going to put it on there but i don't know what to do with it that's the halakha wait, 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 wait. right wait, yeah. so now the kerchief go back to the kerchief yes. so now it's to come in now she used you know what? i'm gonna use it for the for the uh, my 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 book yes okay now it's tahor yeah. she wraps it I'm but the item it. itself is tame but it's still tame yeah Okay. That's the halakha. The no, item no, itself no, is the, the item itself. You, never get rid of the tuma. you could, you could, you could be tovelit. There's a way to deal with it. That was that, that you used it now for something other than resting your head on, and it no longer has that usage at all. That's why it no longer has tumat midrash. But t- tumat tumat atzmo because it touched a tumat midrash because it is itself that gives it keeps. 
That's what that's that's the point. The point is you designate and you're going to use it, but it's still tameh. So I mean, we're, we're going to ward you away from doing it. Ultimately speaking, but that being the case, well, the Gemara. I understand, but only you want to use something tameh. And it says the Gemara. I'm sorry, Victor. It says the Gemara. Ul abaye da'amar hazmana miltahi. On the flip side, keep in mind that Rav Hasta is talking about wrapping your tefillin. And you haven't designated, or you did designate, but you didn't use it in any of those circumstances. It says for Rava, it needs to be two-pronged Hazmana, and then Asiya <coughs> for Abaye. Alternatively, keep in mind, Abaye is our rabbi who tells us Hazmana Milta, Damar Hazmana Milta, just the designation, Azmene Afalgab de Los if you were Mizamen, Mazmin, you designated it, you didn't even use it, or alternatively, Sarbe. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, okay, so it's uh, period, right? The halakha is if you were mazmin, even though you didn't use it. What about sarbe? What about if you just went ahead and you uh, you wrapped with it? I azmene in, ilo azmene lo, right? So the halakha would be if you just went ahead without, okay, keep in mind, according to Abaye, just designating is sufficient. What about just using? Says the Gemara, according to Rav Hasta, if you designated and used according to Abaye as well, so then it's then it now has. Achieves that status. If you used it without a designation, it's insignificant. What all this amounts to for us is to again bring us back to that case from earlier that we began this proof from, where we understood that just using the the, the scarf for the sefer Torah is not sufficient. You have to have a hazmana and the usage. Says the Gemara. Let's just go forth with one last case as we go ahead. The Gemara says we are not off the hook yet. Rava, I have another challenge. Tashema. What about the following case? that we have in a Beraita, Nefesh. Nefesh, Rashi explains over here, is a reference to a building which is going to be used for burial. So you have a building place of stones and you're going to bury inside of it. It was built for a person who's still alive. Now you understand why when we began the Gemara, we said, Hazmana Miltaf, making the garments for someone who passed away, said Rashi. Coming because of these these issues over here. Nefesh Shem Chai. You built it for a person who's still alive. They haven't passed away yet. Maybe they're on the deathbed. Maybe they're not. Mutar bahana. It's permitted bahana. That's not a designation in and of itself. Even for abaye, we understand. The person's alive. It's so far removed. Hosif bodimus ehad leshemet. What you did is you added another layer for a person who's already deceased. So you built this structure. You're going to bury into it someone who's alive when they pass away. But now I add on to the structure for someone who passed away. It's going to be some sort of familial sarcophagus. It's going to be a burial plot for family members. And so I have one layer and then another layer. The initial layer I, I did for someone who's alive when they pass away. Then I said, you know something? Their, uh, their relative who passed away, let's put them there as well. You add on to it. What's the halakha then? Asur bahana'a. Then it's asur bahana'a. Wait a second. Rava asur bahana'a? What are you talking about? Did you actually bury there yet? No, I didn't bury. Oh, so why is it Asur Bahana? Hachab says the Gemara. What must the case be according to Rava? Because after all, otherwise you see Hazmana Milta, you just designated that this is going to be used for a dead person, but the dead person hasn't been put there yet. Why is it Asur Bahana? Derama Bemet, says the Gemara. It must be that in that second section where we said it's Asur Bahana, you actually put a dead person there. So we started off, we said there's a live person, you built it. Okay, it's Mutar. The second case is you Add it onto it, and then you actually de- put a dead person there. Then it's Asurbana. Says the Gemara, Ihache. If that's so, they actually put a dead person there. My Iria Hosif. Akilo Hosif Nameh. 
says the Gemara, I don't understand. Then you didn't. You told me a whole story. There was a burial plot which you built out, and then you didn't put someone in. But then, and now we're adding in the words according to Rava, you put a dead person into it. What's the halacha in such a circumstance? Now it's mekabel tumah, but that was an extra detail. The extra detail was you added on stones. Who cares about the added on stones? That's right. Says Gemara, la tzericha afalgav depanye. Answers the Gemara, the reason you needed to add in those details of you built an extra layer is even if you put the body and then took the body out, in this circumstance, since you added those stones which were designated for that person who was already dead, that's what keeps the status over here of Tatum'ah. And I was, had you not added on those stones and you put the dead person and then you took them out, all right, we cleaned up the case, quote unquote, from Tum'ah. Since you added on those stones, that's what causes us an issue. When all the dust settles, Ravah is standing strong, as is Abaya. We haven't challenged Abaya yet. We're dealing with a fundamental issue, and the issue is, is Hazmana, Milta, or not the designation in and of itself, is that significant to achieve a status? Abaya says, absolutely, in the context of Mita, we know it from Igla Arufa. Says Rava, I disagree. Hasmana love Milta. If you do Hasmana together with Asiya, okay, then it achieves the status. What's my example for such? Avodazara, each of them are now going to be challenged. We saw two challenges on Rava. We have one or two more, and then several on Abaye. Baruch Amen. Amen.